Dude, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. My Xbox is going to be covered in spaff. Welcome back to part two. I hope you enjoyed the news in the last one. Uh, so part two this week is, well, part two of the Riddling Reaver. So I'm going to hand you over to our narrator, but definitely not Tom, and definitely not James Gurdonlist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Riddling Reaver. At the end of act one, the adventurers were unable to save Baron Bluestone from the Riddling Reaver, who pushed him to his death. On the rocks below. After that, they answered three riddles to find the names of three things they would have to find while they were searching through the town. Scene two. About town. The death of Baron Bluestone has sent shockwaves through the city port. Bewildered locals are grouped here and there, recounting the tragic events that you were a part of. You remember that time when Baron fell the tower? <laughs> or you remember when he fell the tower? It is up to you to see that justice is done. Somewhere in the town lie the solutions to the Reaver's riddles. And to stand any chance of catching up with him, it seems that you must play his little game. You are still in Rangor Tower. The Lady Carolina agrees to supply you with any weaponry you may need in your quest. She will send out to the armory to supply you with fine arms crafted by the best weaponsmiths in Calamere. She also arranges for a guide for you. Hamid the Dash, the unfortunate wizard who was killed by the Riddling Reaver, had an apprentice. Dapper is the only for oh Dapper is only fourteen, but has an intimate knowledge of the city. He will be able to give you guidance and seems very keen to help you with the riddles. Hello, are you uh, Dapper from Endobs? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boy, as Dapper. <laughs> End of na 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 So you should uh, give the flat pay- play- players a free choice of weapons to add to their character's equipment list. Yeah? Yes. I would like a weapon. <laughs> and so you shall have a weapon. <laughs> Ding! I would like uh, a slightly... Dysfunctional lightsaber that signifies how broken I am as well. Your wish is my command! Ding! <laughs> um, what are we doing with Dappy? Does he need a weapon? Ah, uh, no, don't worry about it, blood. I, I's fine with just, you know, like being he's your bla- guide. He's got his blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can stop recording that, <laughs> uh, Okay, so Dapper's gonna, Dapper's gonna be your guide. Um, Dapper is a short, mischievous individual with a quick mind. <laughs> Can we just call him Dappy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, so Dappy is a short, mischievous individual with a quick mind. He's very good at solving riddles. Uh, but you guys have already solved the riddles, and you know that what you are looking for, and you might want to write this down if you have pens and papers or anything like that, <clears throat> you, are, you, you worked out at the end of the last one that you are looking for a ship, a cask, and a ring. It is up to the adventurers to decide where in town they go. I shall show them the map. There are seven locations. 
Where would you like to go first? Into the tower. So we'd like to go to the market square, please. The market square. The adventurers choose to go to the market square. Okay. <clears throat> the market square. Even the death of Baron Bluestone <laughs> does not prevent. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even the death of Baron Bluestone does not prevent the traders making their daily living, and the market square is busy. Exotic goods, fine cloths, and succulent foodstuffs adorn shops, stalls, carts, and barrows. Business is brisk, and the locals have little time to take notice of strangers. As you pass through the throng, a cry goes up. The crowd parts as a lanky, ill-formed youth shoulders his way through, wildly swinging a vicious-looking cudgel. (laughs) Behind him, sprawled in a quivering heap, you can see a rich merchant. There is no room to draw a sword. And even if you did, you would risk hurting innocent bystanders. It is up to the adventurers to do what they think is the right thing. Mm. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, okay, so he's hitting innocent bystanders with this cudgel. Yes. Then I think we need to go up and have a word with him. Okay. Bear in mind, though, that he is running straight forward uh, towards you with his cudgel raised. Okay, then maybe we need to draw our weapons. There is no room to draw a sword, and if you did, you would risk hurting innocent bystanders. (laughs) Um, Um, Do we have choices here? The adventurers could decide to do many things. They could get out of his way. They could confront him. They could try and trip him. They could do all sorts of things. I think we try and trip him. Okay. Or can we just throw Dappy at him? (laughs) No, bloody black. You don't want to be throwing me at anyone. You lose me, you lose your best guide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm here to help you find the ship ring and cask. I think Andrew should try and go bore him to death. Yeah, yeah. Hello, excuse me. Uh, I've noticed you've got a big stick there, and I'm just wondering what kind of stick that is. I'm quite familiar with sticks. <laughs> Largo the Swift, for that is his name, stops in his tracks as Andrew begins to talk to him. <laughs> um, I used to be a shepherd, so I know a good deal about sticks. Um, I would say that's probably from a beech tree, or it could be an ash tree, or possibly an oak tree. It reminds me of the time once when I was climbing a tree, and the uh, branch broke, and I was left with this almighty stick. Largo the Swift's eyes grow heavy, (laughs) and he falls swiftly into a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you seem to have had a little lie down there. The adventurers can now help the uh, merchant. Th- Hang on, that's not even the narrator's voice, is it? The adventurers could now see if the uh, what was his name? The adventurers can now check on the merchant that was pushed over by Largo the Swift. 
Should they choose? Mm, I think we, I think we do. Yes. Um, excuse me, sir. Are you okay there? Oh, my dear boys, thank you very much. My name is Ignatius Galapagos. I'm a trader who deals <laughs> exclusively in exotic livestock for discerning customers. I, in fact, I'm the one that supplied the monsters for Baron Succumbit's Trial of Champions. You know, the notorious death trap dungeon? But I have to moan a bit about the ill fortune that has beset me ever since I landed in Calamir. The scurvy rogues who were handling my cargo have slid away, taking with them my famed exhibit exhibit, a minotaur with the ability to snort poisonous gas through his nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of this act. What? What the fuck? Okay, fine. Seeing nothing else to do in the market. What? (laughs) What? 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 Can we not... Does it not give I us kind anything? Of, Can I we have any of his stuff? kind of figured we'd get a cask from the market. Please. I thought... Are you serious? Yeah, that's the end. That's what, the, end the, the sentence ended on snort, uh, Minotaur snorting poisonous gas. Yeah. Full stop. But bear in mind... Scene. Bear in mind, there are six locations about mm. town and you only need three items. Yeah, but I thought something would have come of <laughs> like that. No, nothing has happened in the marketplace. All oh, right. Okay. The adventurers look at their map and sometimes consult with Dappy. <laughs> Where do they want to go next? Are we just working our way down this list? Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, the docks then. The adventurers decide to go to the docks. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> the docks are dirty, dark, smelly and full of the shadiest characters you have ever seen. Mysterious robed figures loiter on every corner and you have the distinct feeling that unseen eyes are watching your every move. As you approach the large wooden storage barns which line the waterfront, you stop in your tracks. The barn door furthest from you creaks open and two shady figures emerge, manhandling what appears to be a body. They drag it to the quayside and drop it into the sea. As they slide back towards the barn, you hear shouting from inside the huge building. What will you do? I think we approach the shady figures. Mm, I think I saw them drop something in the water. Maybe we should return it to them. Yes, yes. It was a body they dropped in the sea. <laughs> we, maybe we should go okay, here. We should quiz them about if they want it back. The two gentlemen hastily walk past you and enter the barn. Well, then we follow them. As the adventurers follow the two shambling... No, no, okay, sorry. As the two... People, oh, fuck it up. As the adventurers follow the two people back into the building, they find that it houses a hastily constructed arena. A large pit has been dug, and its sides have been built up with barrels and loose timber. Every available inch of seating around the rim is taken up by an assortment of sailors and rogues, all clutching coins and yelling bets at one another. They are so absorbed in the spectacle that they will take no notice of the adventurers if they enter the barn. I'm beginning to feel a bit ignored. <laughs> At one side of the rim stands the Master of Ceremonies, resplendent in an enormous turban and garish silk pantaloons. As the adventurers approach the pit, he will yell, Who dares challenge the mighty Minotaur of Melisand? Oh. Is there anyone brave and hardy enough to last the turn of the sand glass? Come now, surely 100 gold pieces would make it worthwhile. I nominate Dappy from Endos. <laughs> yeah, blood, let me out that bull bastard. <laughs> I would like at this point to draw your attention to the drawing of the Minotaur. 
There may be items in the picture of interest. I, uh, I see some... Casks? Yeah, I'm, I'm right next to Mike there. I <laughs> see some casks, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we need there to... There are casks, but... Yeah. Uh, that's not what you're Inspect the Minotaur! The Minotaur! Oh, he's got a ring around his nose. Oh, and his nose. Yeah. I see. I was looking on his fingers for a yeah. Oh, he's got a ship up his bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a massive ship up his bottom. <laughs> okay. In the pit fumes the f- oh, fuck. In the pit fumes the strange beast. Brought to Calamere by Ignatius, the merchant whom you have saved. Mm-hmm. It has been abducted by the crew of the ship which Ignatius chartered, and they are using it for cruel sport. Looking into the pit, you see the pathetic-looking minotaur, certainly nothing like the mighty beast of legend. In his nose, he wears a brass ring. <gasps> oh. What will the adventurers do? So- Bearing in mind, he is not necessarily in the best shape. So we've got to challenge him. I feel that we're pretty proficient in combat here. You are certainly, as characters, pretty well armed. Okay, but we don't want to kill him. We want to get this guy back to Mm. the merchant. Okay. So I'm imagining some kind of... Who's going to fight him? Some kind of like Spock, Kirk thing. And then they eventually just bust him out. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> I'll fight him. Adam Driver leaps into the, <laughs> leaps into the arena. Bear in mind that the ring in his nose enables the Minotaur to breathe a stinking cloud of poisonous gas. <laughs> if you are caught in the cloud, you will lose stamina. Put on your Kylo Ren mask. Yeah, can I just put on my mask? Adam Driver dons the mask of Kylo Ren. <laughs> See, Dad, I do need it. (laughs) The battle is short. The Minotaur is not all he once was, but the poisonous gas has caused problems. Well, it does. You are unable to get close enough to the Minotaur to recover the ring. You are going to have to be more brutal in your treatment. (laughs) Um... Can I go for his knees or something like that or something interesting? <laughs> something that doesn't involve killing him, basically. Kick him in the bollocks. Can I kick him in the bollocks? Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver strikes the Minotaur twice in his ball sack. <laughs> the Minotaur lets out a mighty howl and only thickens the cloud of gas around them. <laughs> 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 There is a very clear goal at stake here. The obtaining of the ring. What will you do? We're going to have to kill him, aren't we? <laughs> oh, no, there must be a There must way. be a there way around be it, because otherwise he wouldn't have... Yeah. Like... Um, <clears throat> can we stop fighting him? You should lay down your arms. Yeah, if we like, just put my sword down in front to show that... Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to hurt him. Adam Driver lowers his weapons. Despite the ringing pain in his ball sack, <laughs> the Minotaur recognises this 
as a non-threatening jester. 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 Riddle me dee, riddle me doo. It might be my funny face. He huffs several times, and you can see sadness in his eyes. Will the adventurers reach out and try to touch him? Mm. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the bit in Beyond Thunderdome. He has the mind of a child. (laughs) (laughs) So what will you do? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to reach out and touch him. As Adam Driver reaches out to touch the Minotaur, it shies away instinctively. It does not want physical contact, only freedom from its bondage. Freedom from its... Oh, so can we, can oh. we just free it then? Yeah, can I hit the, hit the hit chains with the sword? Uh, he's not actually uh, chained. Uh, he's not actually chained! Okay. So what bondage is he talking about? Just the um, like emotional bondage. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Don't forget you have a quite good guide with you. Oh, do we? Can we just chuck the oh, guide Daffy. in? Yeah. Are saying Daffy? Yeah, yeah send Daffy in to talk to him. Ask advice. Daffy from Endos, what do you think we should do? Yeah, boy, I don't think he's held in place by like anything physical like chains or what, but like, <laughs> I think he wants that <laughs> ring like out of his nose. <laughs> Can Adam we... Driver, pull the ring out. Yes, I'm going to try and remove the ring from his nose. Adam Driver unleashes his mighty hand and lays it on the ring. The Minotaur is instantly calm. The ring is magical. Mm. It is holding the Minotaur prisoner. The Minotaur becomes sullen and looks down at the sandy floor of the arena. Adam Driver gently unclips... Sorry. Adam Driver gently unclips the ring... And pulls it from the Minotaur's nose. The Minotaur goes weak. And falls to the ground dead. Okay. Oh dear. We probably shouldn't go to the marketplace (laughs) anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) This has not been an easy thing for the adventurers to do. But they have freed the Minotaur from its horrible servitude. On the plus side, the adventurers are now in possession of one of the three items that they needed. Yay! The riddle parchment on which the riddles that the adventurers sold previously are written on emanates a cackle. I believe it is... (laughs) It is a symbol that the riddling reaver knows that they are on his tail. We now return to the map. Where would you like to go in Calamere? Uh, what is the next one on there? I can't read it. But next one is Something Academy. I can't, I can't see it because it's angled different. The Nautical Academy. The Naughty Call it Academy. <laughs> <clears throat> the Nautical Academy of Calamere is an ancient and decrepit building. It is perched dangerously close to the cliff. And you wonder what prevents it from sliding into the sea. Rope children career noisily in and out of the large entrance and lean out of windows. At the top of the building is an ancient weather vane in the form of a ship. (laughs) Perched precariously on this is a grubby youngster who attracts your attention by lobbing loose bits of tile at you. 
Calamir's school for aspiring young sea captains is famous throughout the region of Calamir. Equally notorious is its reputation for harbouring some of the most rebellious, mischievous brats in the area. <laughs> it is up to the adventurers to decide what to do next, and I will show you a picture of the place you are in. <laughs> Hold it up again to your face, Tom. <laughs> We're taking a picture of that. I could zoom, couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. Right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> I didn't actually look at it. <laughs> um, I think okay. Should, you think we should goad the, um, the small children into chucking us the, uh, the thing rather than tiles? So yes. I like that. <clears throat> Should I say oh, yeah. the kids or talk to the kids? Uh, hello there, small child. Uh, could we have a quick talk to you about that weather vane up there? Piss off, nonce. <laughs> what? <laughs> I bet you're Straight, <laughs> straight with the nonce. <laughs> I ain't fucking coming down. Oh my god. Um, we just want to talk to you about the weather vane. He hurls another set of tiles at you. Oh, that's pretty rude up there. <laughs> Pissed <laughs> Piss off nonsense. I can't believe I said that. Was <laughs> that's not in the book. No. <laughs> I really thought it was in the book. No, it came out with this. Like, straight in playing the pedo card. <laughs> Get out of here. I've got no interest in talking to someone like you. You bastards. Um... Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, Dappy from Endops, could you please translate some of this? Yeah, man, like, he ain't coming down, like, he's not going to be, like, talked down or anything like that. Like, you, uh, like, you know, I mean, smart people would, like, I don't know, try to, like, bribe him or coax him down uh. or something like that, but you're just trying to, like, engage him, mate. You don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Dappy here will sing you a song if you come down. <laughs> No, fuck that. We fucking hate endobs. It's shit. Okay. We've got money. Do you want money? Do we have money? Do we have any money? I'm not even sure we have got any Oh, money. yeah. You did actually win some... Obviously, you won the money because... You, oh, we have 100 oh, gold coins, coins do we? Yeah. All right, I'll pop that down. Don't tell them we've got 100 yes. gold coins. No. We've we've got... The adventurers suddenly remember that they were awarded 100 gold coins at the end of the Minotaure fight. <laughs> Minotaur. Min- Minotaur? Minotaur. Minotaur. <laughs> Let's remind you yeah. of um... Come, let us gingerly touch our tips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smile, child. Uh, how much would it cost us to buy the uh, weather vane? How much you got? Nuns. <laughs> we have uh, ten gold pieces. Ten? I can't even buy any bags of sweeties with ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, name your price. Forty. We, we do need this ship, don't we? Um, 30. 34. <laughs> 32. 36. That's not how this works. It's how this works, me. You're in our neighbourhood. <laughs> okay. So, 32, and we won't come up there and kill you. <laughs> He does not like your tone and throws down several more tiles. Fuck, One fuck, which strikes you on fuck, the head. Ah. 
Adam Driver's face is now more fucked up than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should pay 36 or whatever it was. That was pretty cheap. I thought he was going to ask for like 100. It's 40. It's oh, not 40. Me. It's 36. No, mate. You disrespected <laughs> me. It's 40. Oh, shit. 35. <laughs> stop, 36. Stop haggling. 36. Okay. 36. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> you offer the child 36. Begrudgingly, he starts to unleash the weather vane from its moorings and passes it down to one of his friends, who dangles it over the edge of the building and hands it to you. You have avoided conflict with these children. You have done well. You have chosen wisely. And you've actually ended that scene a hell of a lot quicker than actually it ever anticipates people doing, to be honest. All right. Probably because because most people forget with... (laughs) Well, exactly. It literally literally says here, smart players may try to bribe or coax. Um, Ingenious players should be able to come up with a number of schemes, and it's up to you as the games master to decide how successful these will be. Bear in mind, these are little villains, and they're not softies, which is why I fucked fucked around with you a bit. Uh, You could have ventured inside, but there's no need to, but if you want to, you can. The adventurers could stay and have a look inside the buildings if they want, if not, they can go back to the map and we can find someone else to go in Act 2 of the Riddling Reaper. Mm. We've got what we want. Yeah. Should we do one? Let's do one. But we're getting through this quick. Adam Driver, Andrew and Dappy leave the scene. <laughs> that was well cool, mate. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you know anything about head wounds? <laughs> I've got a bit of tile sticking out of my head. Just cover it up with a hat, mate. Oh, cool. I've got this mask. Do you think that will do? No, mate. You want one of my woolly ones with the funny waggly ears. <laughs> They're ripping. <laughs> ripping? <laughs> um, so we're going to the next one, yeah? Where would you like to go next? Sort of get porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, I can't read the next one. I've got glasses. Parrot in a cage. Oh, the inn. I'm very thirsty after all that hard work. Let's go get a drink. Does Adam Driver want a drink? Adam Driver will. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink. I'll have something cool and long for someone cool and long. Ah, right. So you're in the bar. Just so you know, this is there's a couple of ways to do it because obviously as a bar you could potentially get your hands on a cask here. <clears throat> there's there's a few ways to get one, but they're not easy. One of them's easy, but it's a bit of a cop out. But it depends how quickly you want to get through it. Okay, so I'll just go for it. Okay, hang on. Okay. The parrot, <clears throat> the parrot in a cage inn is the most successful and the most disreputable drinking establishment in Calamere. Dappy of Endobs warns you of its infamous clientele, and he enters with reluctance. Inside the smoky den, a large crowd of assorted ne'er-do-wells are massed around a table. A cocky young man is performing a trick with three shells and a pea. 
Two piles of coins testify that this is no idle game. You'll soon notice that nobody seems to be able to beat the man at his game. It looks simple, and he shuffles the shells very slowly, but somehow he manages to deceive all comers. There is only one person in the inn who does not seem to be very interested in the game at all. He is a short, rat-faced fellow who sits by the bar playing with his bead necklace and occasionally muttering to himself. By his head hangs a slate with the prices of ale. It can be bought by the tankard or by the cask. Behind the bar, you can see casks, bottles and barrels untidily stacked. As you look around, your faithful guide Dappy from Endubs urgently gestures for you to follow him outside. There, he explains that the rat-faced man was once an apprentice of his former master, the wizard Hammett the Dash. He was dismissed for petty thievery, which he accomplished using magic. Unless he is very much mistaken, Ratface has something to do with the young conjurer's amazing run of luck. Mm-hmm. I shall now show you a picture. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, there's only one reference I've ever seen to the three seashells, and it's not been related to um, <coughs> parlor tricks. No. So I'd imagine it's just like uh, the cups with. Do you not remember? Does anyone not know the reference of three seashells? That's a demolition yeah. man, right? Mm. Yeah. It's apparently a way of wiping your ass yeah. in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what will the adventurers do? Um, well, I think we should go and buy a cask, or we, there must be a How way much to like. cask, yeah. So it sounds like this guy is. Um, well, it's pretty much explicitly said that the the wizard is, or uh, well, the wizard's apprentice is kind of uh, tricking somehow mm. or <clears throat> manipulating the game so that, that people can never win. So I wonder if there's a way we can do it so that we can win, or if there's any point in doing that. It's probably not really, other than to just win a load of money. Is it worth doing that, or is it worth just buying a cask and then buggering off? It's the the easiest way is to just buy, buy a cask. A cask. Yeah. Um, but you may not necessarily have enough money for it. Uh, um, the other way is the way you've just kind of been throwing together a okay. bit there, so which is we... definitely a way of either winning or, or interrupting what's going on. Okay, so maybe it would be difficult. I don't know if there's a, a way of like um, going and talking to the guy and then one other person goes and plays the game so that the guy is distracted while we're playing the game or something like that. Yeah, is that an option? It is, it is. I'll go and talk to Andrew. Will go and, um, Andrew will go and talk to the the a wizard's apprentice and Adam Driver you can go and play the game well I'm down with that hello there sir can I please talk to you about your beads you most certainly can squire do you want to play the game no I'm talking to the um, the wizard's apprentice oh you're talking to the oh right the guy's okay, fumbling fine. the beads oh right he's got like rosemary beads in his hand oh. leave me alone I'm not interested in talking well, I was just wondering there, uh, I noticed you're fondling those beads, and it reminds me of a time when I used to uh, sex chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure what, what? I used to uh, sex chicks when I was on my farm. I would uh, pick up the chicks, and I would uh, place the chicks in my hand, and I would give them a squeeze... And then I would say either male or female, and thereby I would sex the chicks. There is a loud clunk as Ratface falls asleep 
Oh, the bar. <laughs> this seems to happen quite a lot. <laughs> Adam, drive it quick. Okay, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna hop in now, and I'm gonna win. Try and win this game. Then I'm playing the game, aren't I? Yeah, yes, I absolutely. Or maybe I should just hop behind the bar and steal a cask. <laughs> okay, right. What do I have to do? Uh, you need to you need to potentially play the game, but okay. of course, the inn's proprietor is always, you know, like the barman, is always worth bringing in on these sorts of things. So I'm just going to go and talk to the barman instead, because this game might be rigged. I want to know a bit more about it first. Adam Driver talks to the inn's proprietor. Hi there. Um, how are you? Art Noon. Hmm? Art Noon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk to you about this game that's being played over here. What are my chances of winning? You know, I've been here for uh, absolutely ages, so I, I don't really know how I'm going to be getting rid of these people, but that guy over there seems to be winning an awful lot of my people's money. Okay, so we don't want to play the game then. So they, it, They're winning so much money off of them that they're actually meaning that no one can buy any of my fucking drinks. <laughs> okay. I'm not making any money. So maybe we could buy a cask of ale then from you. Well, you could, but I'd much rather you... <laughs> I love the accents going on. I'd, I'd much rather you, you try and sort this out for me. I'll, mm. I'll give you a cask of ale if you can sort this out. Ah. Quick, go play the game. Yeah, I'm going to go play the game. Adam Driver moves to play the game. Okay, right. How do I play this game? As simple as you like, sir. All you got to do is put down a gold coin and then you've got to see where the P is. Right? I'm going to shuffle them all around when you when you decide. And then if you if you get it wrong, then I get your gold. But if you get it right, then I'll give you gold. So you could set to win a, a gold coin. I don't know why I'm doing this with my arm. Okay. Awesome. Adam Driver places a gold coin on the table. Okay. The man puts puts a pea under a shell yep. and starts his swishing them around. <laughs> Without the influence of the magic beads, he is having no luck. Which one will you choose? Left, right, or middle? Oh, what? What? <laughs> we don't even get to see. Magic beads? Yeah, that was why I yeah, made yeah, the guy yeah. fall asleep. But well, yeah. I don't understand why we couldn't have just looked at which one was obviously the P was under. Yeah. Because they are winning and no one else is winning because the guy was influencing the game with his beads. Yeah. So he was influencing it. So the guy doing the shells was always going to win. So no matter where the P actually was, as soon as someone picked something, he was going magic, magic, magic. Yeah, yeah. Bing. But don't we, um, don't we like, doesn't he like show us where the P was and then shuffle them and then we... Yeah, so he would have just done that, shuffle, 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 shuffle. No, shuffle. but we didn't, you couldn't have tracked it. Oh, so we've just got a one in three chance, basically. Yeah, essentially. Go down, I don't know, usually go down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, can I use my um, Jedi powers to, <laughs> to try and... Yeah, yeah, go on, use the, use the force. I'm going to use the force. Adam Driver uses the force. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, I think. Uh, 
the middle. The middle shell flips over, revealing the pee. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to think that's edited. (laughs) The shock on the Game Master's face is enough. It speaks volumes. The inn's proprietor is now convinced that you have uncovered the ruse that was taking place in his establishment. The inn's proprietor leads the two con men uh, being dragged off to court for a dose of Calamir's vicious justice. He thanks you profusely and showers you with drinks. He even gives you a cask of ale to show his gratitude. The adventurers now have all three items that they need. I think that's right, isn't it? You've got a yeah. cask, a ship, yeah. and that. If they Why wish. Did we win it? I thought we won it. We won well, the you win game. a piece of gold, so you've got one more bit of gold. Right. But you've also got loads Good of... Good to know. So we bet one, won one. It's not very good odds. No, but what you've done is also you've got your... We've got the cask of ale. I know yeah. they didn't know that. I'm just saying the game is fundamentally flawed. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. There is an ending now. It says, go straight to ending it once they have all three. So oh, doing oh, okay. it in order kind of, kind of got us through. <laughs> so the trick stuff. was to not just <laughs> guess. Not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once the adventurers have assembled the three items they need, they hurry off to Brian's, co- oh, Brian's Bluff. A mighty storm assails Brian's Bluff as you approach the cliff's edge. Waves crash against the rocks far below. <sighs> it is an ominous evening. As you hurl the ship, the cask, and the ring out to sea, the storm seems to become yet more frenzied. The clouds brew overhead. You can do nothing but stand and wait. And that's it. (laughs) So, that's the end of this week's chapter of The Riddling Reaver. (laughs) That's that, then. Um, we will be back next week for chapter three. Yeah, that's not it. Yeah. There's still more to come. Isn't there? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we never got to tell the merchant that his minotaur. Well, we killed him. Oh yeah. Well, um, probably for the best. Probably for the best that we just yeah. disappeared. Shall I give you a very brief rundown of some of the stuff that you missed? Oh yeah, yeah. Go yeah, for sure. it. Yeah. What did we miss? So there was a tattoo shop that you could have gone to, okay. uh, and got enchanted tattoos. Uh, wow! That you could have got some good tattoos that might help you later on in the, in oh, the game. That'd be good. Mm. Um, you also had the opportunity to go to a bathhouse uh, and uh, be uh, snooted at by the guy in charge. Um, you would have been attacked by electric eels. Um, you would also uh, been able to go through the residential areas. Mm. where you would have encountered anything up to, well, loads, loads of stuff would have happened to you here. You might oh, have wow. been press-ganged. In fact, if you'd been press-ganged, you would have found yourself instantly transported to the next part. Oh, without all the items. Does that matter? We did just chop the items in the sea. Yes, but as you were told to do. Interesting, so you missed a few things, but that's good. Hi, I'm James Gurnalist, the Games Journalist's Games Journalist. Think of me as a cross between Han Solo and Lord Byron, but, you know, more about Games Journalism. 
I spent the last 12 years intrepidly travelling from one end of the globe to the other to bring my audience the very best in untamed games journalism. I've written for websites like IGMM, Nataku, GamePots, Polywogglegon, and uh, magazines like uh, PC Gamering, PC Friend Zoning, I Love Games A Lot Weekly Magazine, and Razzle. Anyway, enough about me. I'm uh, looking forward to starting my reviews on uh, Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast. <laughs> Right, so interrupting the riddling reaver again. Well, most likely I just back, chuck it on at the end because it's just a bit easier. Easier? Yeah. Anyway, that's ruined it. James Gurnalist here. Hi, fellas. How are we doing? Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah, good. You? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week this week, actually. I've been uh, out and about uh, to the shops. Yeah. I've uh, been in the smoke, the big smoke, mm-hmm. and the windy apple. Uh, it's been really good. The wind, wind yeah. apple. Really got around. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, James Gurnlist is where James Gurnlist needs to be. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So, what have you got for us this week? Yeah. Well, I've got, a, I've got another review. Another contractually obligated review. Oh, you don't sound very excited about it. You're, well, not, you're not happy to be here? Anyway. Well, no, but you consistently ask me what I'm doing here. Every time I come back, you consistently ask, why are you still here? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I keep saying, it's contractually obliged. Well, I'm, I'm here because I have to be here. Yeah. I haven't seen this contract. Mm. I'm beginning to think it might be some sort of court-ordered community service sort of thing. <laughs> well, um, that would make what more did you sense. do? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not time to get into that right now. Derek, okay, so we'll just... Right. Sure thing, James. <laughs> so do you want to just leap into this? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Alright, fine. Well, this week, fellas, I'm going to be uh, reviewing a game that uh, I found very recently, uh, a recommendation uh, from a very good friend, um, and it's super hot. Now, I'm not an arrogant person. No. Okay, <laughs> but when someone says super hot, it's logical to assume that they're talking about me. <laughs> or that the thermostat's been stuck on 24 degrees and we're all sitting in ball soup. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? You're yeah? right. Can I get a couple yeah. of high-fives for that? Yeah, one, yeah. one there. Ball soup. One there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've got sweaty hands now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so over the past week, however, super hot has come to mean something else to me. It means bullets and enemies frozen in time as I plan how best to avoid them or take them out, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. Super hot places you in those scenarios from films where everything seems to be going wrong, and the hero has no choice but to find his way out against all odds. It's pulse-pounding pound, pulse stuff. Makes me a little bit hot just thinking about it. So I'm just going to just take a quick sweep. Oh, God, that's horrible shit. Okay, so I'll be straight. This review is going to be something of a gush fest, but don't be alarmed because your mum took the brunt of my gush to her face last night. So it'll be Whoa. kept manageable, all right, Dan? Yeah, it's a bit Shut the fuck. fuck up. Okay, so Super Hot is on the Xbox One and PC only, huh? Okay, so Nintendo can go fuck itself with a cartridge uh, in a way that no one else ever thought of, and its Legion of Fanboys can say it's better than everyone else without even a hint of irony. Uh, and so can Sony, the cynical for the players jerk offs I'm not buying any of your lies you money grubbing fucks okay I'm all clear with that shut the fuck up right (laughs) anyway at its heart super hot is an action shooter but it's the superb time dynamic that makes it something more time never moves until you do and any action you make sees time progress as normal okay so you stop and pick up a gun and a bullet could suddenly move forward a couple of feet and hit you 
pick up and throw a glass at a red bastard, and time zips forward. <laughs> run, run towards the guy, and, you know, well, you get the idea. I'm not going to lay the point, because if you don't really understand what I'm talking about, then you don't really deserve the review. Are you <laughs> keeping up, Dan? Yeah, sure. Right, just yeah. stop talking now, please. Right, uh, just a nod. A nod is fine. All right? A nod. Okay, so picture this. For this is super hot, it is most pure in prose, Okay. You burst in through the roof of a building, startling the waiting bad guys as time slows to a crawl. You take note of your surroundings. There's one guy in front of you with a pistol, two guys outside the room, both armed, and both have already taken shots at you, so their bullets are slowly advancing. You've got to prioritise, you've got to plan, you've got to prepare. <laughs> you pick up a glass from the table next to you, you hurl it at the guy with the pistol in front of you, it connects. You move, time speeds up slightly as you do, the pistol flies through the air, time stops, you grab it, take a shot at the guys outside the room, leap on the table to your left, time speeds up, you take another shot at the guys outside, one goes down, boom, shotgun blast fills the air, you take a hit, dead. So you've got to restart. Same drill, but this time you leap out forward, outside the room, straight into a bullet, dead, again. So you restart. And I'm not going to go on, because I can't be fucked. <laughs> Unlike your mum. <laughs> right, Dan? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, shut the fuck up. So you weave through bullet trails, you leap through windows, you take perfectly placed leading shots at bad guys that they run into head first, you hurl objects as distractions, you pluck weapons from the air like so many movie badasses have before you. And the art direction, oh man, it's beautifully simple. White environments, black weapons, red bad guys who shatter like glass when you dispatch them. And there's a slight little wiggle in my pants just thinking about it. <laughs> you know, this is my kind of indie game. The plot develops between scenarios through a sort of MS-DOS-style chat interface, messages between you and a fellow player, and the shadowy creators of the game within a game. The game is made out to be some sort of hacked file found by one of your mates, so he sends it to you to try out. Eventually something happens and the creators start messaging you themselves. And then the story takes some excellent twists that I won't ruin, but it's some really sinister portless grade humour. But what I love the most was that Superhot is a pure concept. What it's done is pick a core game dynamic, that being time never moving until you do, and polishing it to a mirror fucking shine. Seriously, you can see yourself in the fucking blue. And nothing is wasted. It's about being plonked in a situation and then having to work out how to get yourself out of it. It kicks ass. It's pure gameplay. It's great action, brilliant concept. Honestly, I cannot recommend this game enough. It's cheap, it's good, and you know what? If I was winning an award ceremony for games, if I was winning, if I was running, sorry fellas, just pulling my teeth in there. Uh, it's the sort of pig spunk, just a bit tacky there. <laughs> so if I had an award ceremony for games that surprised me with their pitch perfect execution, I'd be awarding this something in the indie category for sure. Then I'd probably take it out for a meal, uh, some dancing. Uh, a gropey cab ride home, probably some sofa fumbling, a disappointing game of booze-fueled hide the pickle, uh, and then probably a bagel and bus fare the next morning. Uh, so that's it. It's great. Buy it. Cool. I already have bought it. So yeah, I just need to get on and play Yeah, you're being a bit of a smart-ass tonight, aren't you, Dan? Um, <laughs> a lot of talking. A lot, lot of say for yourself Sorry. T- today, Sorry, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, but you know, but Sean has been quite quiet today. <clears throat> have I? Yeah, quite yeah. quiet. It's because I have no way to play super hot. That's true, actually. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think to be honest, it's probably for the best. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just I don't, I don't like it. I, it's not that. I just don't think your choice of hardware would actually be able to support even just white backgrounds, red guys, That's and black guns. Sort of indie game, no. No, I don't no. think it would. No, thing. I mean. No, 
<laughs> no, it just wouldn't. So, you know, thanks for coming on our, po- our podcast. And, yeah. yeah. What's it called? Um, too Much Time On Our Hands. Ah, right. Yeah. Do, you not, you, do you not listen back to... We do some other parts. We, you know, like we just did one on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, oh, right. You, you know. Well, who knew? <laughs> it's not your show. I, I just yeah. want to sort of make that clear. You're sort of just a, a bit of. It's not my show. No, no but, but this sort of bit is quite clearly thing. a bit in in this here. Is that your Do you mind not fucking looking over <clears> my shoulder? <throat> right. It just appears to be written in crayon. No, we do, we gen- to be honest, we yeah, don't even yeah, have your own um, part of the podcast. Yeah. We generally put you in at a particular part of the podcast. Well, that's neither here nor there, mate. Um, I'm no. not going to argue with what they do in the studio. It's beyond okay. me. Yeah, okay? mm-hmm. beyond me. This is the studio. Yeah, this, this is, is the studio. Yeah, this is it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Whatever. Uh, this is all very strange. This is all very strange. Anyway, look. I hope you enjoyed the review. It's good. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Okay. So I'm going to go now. I've got to catch a uh, cab. Yeah, into London. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go see me ma uh, and uh, oh, a couple from of friends. What me ma? Yeah. No, no, no. She's not from London. Oh, no. She's Borneo. Um, Borneo. Yeah, it's where I got this this strange accent. Oh, yeah. we did wonder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'm gonna head off. Yep. Yep. You do that. Yeah. You two. See you next week. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank, yeah. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. All right. I'll see you later, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, that was part two of the Riddling Reaver. We will be back next week with part three. Uh, and part three of this podcast we'll be back with in well, a couple of days, I'd imagine. So if you can just hold off for a couple of days, just try not to think about us. We're still there. We're still thinking about you. We still love you, okay? <laughs> You'll be okay. We'll be your heroes again soon. Hip, hip. Bye. 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 Ha, ha, ha.